This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to our show. It's been two weeks, I believe, now. We had some vacations. Yep, got to get some uh, downtime, too. CNT Talk has to take a break once in a while as well. I did get two questions tonight of when we were recording. I said, tonight, so you can listen. Within hours, you'll be able to hear the hear the show. I do want to point something out. Um, we had a listener text me, um, personal listener, I want to give the phone number again, 717-739-5432, 717-739-5432. And here's my ask. Put it in your phone. This gentleman um, was sitting at a stoplight waiting for over two minutes, waiting for somebody to turn right on a place he could turn right, and there was no cars coming the other direction. The driver just sat there waiting for the light to turn for two minutes. Uh-huh. I said, you should have called us and ranked right. a little bit. That We'd love to play that clip. So. Put that in your put that in your cell phone. Put it in your CNT Talk message line. Give us a call if you're sitting there in real time. Give us a call. We'd love to hear some of these uh, messages. So, uh, just a little aside for that. Uh, we've got a couple news roundups, and I, I don't. We'll do some comments as we talk, uh, but I think it's it's interesting. So, Amorosa, you know. The woman you, you know everyone loves to hate. I, I, I so don't care about Omarosa at all. I literally have not paid any. <laughs> I have not paid any attention to this other than that she's feuding with Trump. Mm-hmm. I, she has tapes. I don't care. I, I literally couldn't care less about. She Omarosa. claimed to use the N word, right? But tape. of course, those tapes have not yet surfaced. Which, sure, they um, You would think that those would be all over the place by now. So color me a bit skeptical that she actually has those. But again, uh, I don't care. I, she so annoys me, just her actual existence, yes. that I, I literally have forced this story, like, I'm aware of it, and sort of this, at, at a you level, existed. You know at a level of remove, I know she exists, I know that there's some Leave issue with Trump, way. she's been fired, or she's mad at him, or I don't even know. I, here, here's what I will say. If you ever watched The Apprentice, and you ever watched Omarosa on it, nobody liked her. Ever. I don't know a single yeah. person who ever watched her on TV or ever spoken to her live that says, wow, I really like that woman. They just don't. She just has this yeah. way about her that's and you know what? off-putting. And, of course, the media, <laughs> as usual, because the media can't help themselves, and so they, apparently they're, this is the story du jour. If you want to say, and why did Donald Trump have this person? This I don't hit, know. I don't know. You're right. <laughs> it makes He's no sense. an idiot. He's a fool. Why would you hire Omarosa? I have no idea. Do you know she worked in the Obama White House, too? Oh, good. I did not know that until this week. I right. did not know. Some, She's an equal opportunity. In the Commerce Department somehow. Right. That's fantastic. So he fired her in January, I believe it was. And now she claims to have tapes, and she's going to have a tell-all book. I think she's throwing up publicity for this. Good. This maybe maybe book. Mueller will put her in front of the grand jury. Great. I, I don't Good really luck with care. That. I don't think she has anything to say. I just wanted to point out she's going to try to tell all, and shockingly, Trump disagrees with what she's saying, and probably. And, and does anyone? Matter. And my and my expectation is: Does anyone in flyover country care a single bit about this? No, no. I'll no. bet they can't even spell Amarosa. They, uh, they've never even heard of her. <laughs> they, they think it's a country somewhere. <laughs> near yeah somewhere in africa near belarus yeah, it could be uh peter Strozik. Strozik. i can't even say peter his strock don't have to say it much longer Strozik. he got he got Strozik. fired oh yeah the fbi had a recommendation from the inspector general to put him on 60 day suspension uh they decided to fire him anyway 
because obviously he's a trustworthy sort that you want. Well, now as now a face he's of. a martyr and apparently already has made two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in his legal defense. Whatever I need money fund. Yeah, GoFundMe. Uh, right. Something like that. He's yeah. a hero, Chad. He's a hero. Yes, uh, he's a hero for standing up to something and uh, getting off other people, getting you know Hillary Clinton off the hook for right. the, her emails. The grotesquely unprofessional adulterer who allowed his partisan politics to infect his job, who disgraced himself, who looked like the most unlikable. <laughs> uh, weaselly smarmy mm-hmm. person i've ever seen i think in live testimony and this guy is now positioning himself uh, very similar to comey as i've been done wrong <laughs> i'm a faithful american servant well it feels like peter and omarosa have a lot in common oh, they're unlikable uh, in general lastly in this news roundup maxine waters got her way last week while you were on vacation um maxine waters got her way where uh, Candace Owens and Charlie Kirk, uh, two, let's say, conservative uh, oh, yeah. individuals, were given basically a, an unwelcome city of brotherly love welcome. Uh, they were scra- screamed at, shouted at. Charlie Kirk got stuff dumped on him. They got food thrown at them by some, apparently, say, Antifa people. I don't know. I saw the video. I'm, you probably didn't see the video. The video is not... It's not good for aud- for an audio podcast, but you got to w- go watch the video. These people are just screaming. It's, it's some yeah. guy with a whistle screaming in Candace Owens' ear outside this restaurant, and the police are surrounding them, trying to protect them from. I'm going to say it, idiots who have nothing better to do, and apparently they were hired to come out here and just harass these two individuals who are just trying to have breakfast. Well, th- this is the playbook now. Well, it's, uh, th- this is the yes. acceptable. Th- this is the resistance. Uh, if I was a, a GOP strategist, I would just put together a mixtape of every one of these, <laughs> you know, these video uh, incidents and just play it over and over and say, these are the people. These are the people that you're going to elect, the people that you are electing for by and large, because you know how the, the, the left is always requiring <laughs> any Republican to immediately denounce whatever fringe wacko has said something on that guy. Uh, he's a Republican and he has a website and he's he hates Obama. When are you going to call him out? Have you heard anyone? Nope. I was just thinking about this the other Nobody. day. Have you heard anyone on in the Democratic Party who who was considered a leader of the political left make any attempt to uh, there was a couple people that said, well, we, you know, we don't really like what Maxine Waters has said. Chuck but Schumer did say Chuck that Schumer said that, in a ve- you know, in a very kind of not about these t- t- incidents, just yes, what she said. Anyone saying, listen, and the, there have been multiple very well publicized mm-hmm. incidents. Oh, yeah. Even, of course, we're not even talking about Steve Scalise. Right. No, the no. Bernie bro tried to murder a yes. whole bunch of people. Yes. And again, I don't play the game of. Like the left does, you know, Gabby Giffords, it must have been because, no, we, that guy was a crazy person. There was no political motivation. There was an explicit mm-hmm. political motivation for the guy that tried to murder the GOP caucus playing softball. Yes. It wasn't because he was mad about government or he was an anarchist or he was read the Unabomber Manifesto. He came there looking for Republicans. Has anyone... Any media outlet, any leading Democrat, any leader of the progressive movement stepped to the fore and said, 
this tactic, this growing tactic of harassing and attacking and spitting on and challenging other people because we don't agree with their politics is a disgrace and should not be going on in America. Have you heard anyone make a full-throated effort to denounce this? Not a single person. Because you know what? They like it. They justify it. And because, again, if you're fighting against Nazis and... Who knows, evil tyrants and supporters of genocide or whatever other ridiculous slurs that they want to put out there. Anything goes. This is going to increase because these people have no qualms about this behavior whatsoever, by and large. No, and, and they, they don't intend to because it's their way of fighting back and resisting. They, they want to resist. Except they're not, they're not fighting back against no. anything. No one is fighting them. There are people in the country who disagree with them politically, mm-hmm. and that is a sufficient justification for them to stand outside their homes, to chant death threats, to physically assault them, because, as we have pointed out, the anti-fascists <laughs> are the fascists. Exactly. The left exactly. are fascistic. That is what yes. an authoritarian movement who wants to stifle dissent does. Well, I want to the last news item. I don't even have it in the rundown is the um, fact that democratic socialism is neither democratic or well, it's socialist, never not democratic, but it's also hypocritical. And what do I mean? So Ben Shapiro, guy we've played clips on many times here, offered to debate for ten thousand dollars to Alexandria Ocasio's oh. Cortez's charity. Ten thousand oh dollars. No, that, that would be inhumane. So he offered ten grand and. Here's what her response was. And this is on Twitter because he offered on Twitter. Just like catcalling, I don't owe a response to unsolicited requests from men with bad intentions. <laughs> well, and that's true because anyone who intends to actually engage her on the merits is very bad. Well, here's the hypocritical part. When she was trying to get the Democratic nomination, she stormed into the office of the Democrat she was challenging and demanded a debate. Yeah. I guess that was okay because it worked for your benefit. You're going to be called Ben Shapiro will destroy you. So Candace Owens offered another $10,000. She just got yelled at in Philadelphia. And then Charlie Kirk offered $100,000 for her charity to debate crickets so far. Yeah. Well, look, at least the woman is self, the woman is self-aware. She recognizes that that would be such a public evisceration of her that she just can't go there. So what would she have to lose? Truly, she's going to win the election. Because they've never elected a Republican from her, her district. She's going to win because they've already nominated she, she her. She apparently still retains some marginal shred of uh, self-preservation instinct, at least from an intellectual standpoint. Because, but, her, but she thinks her ideas are right, so yeah. she should be willing to debate them. No, of course, should she not? Who on the left is willing to debate any of their ideas well, these days? Only really? with each other, really? apparently. Who, who, who among the so-called leaders of the progressive movement, you know, pick whoever that is, is willing to actually engage in a reasoned debate with someone who, who has different opinions. They're not. No. Their strategy has become it's far easier to demonize people and, and treat them as lepers and just say, we're not going to dignify you as a member of the body politic. That's far easier than actually having to defend you know Venezuela economic theory. <laughs> that brings up something, and I didn't bring, put it in the lineup either. Venezuela versus Chile. Okay. Yeah. 20 years ago, Venezuela was rich. Oil wealth. <laughs> I think actually more recently than 20 years well, ago. Using 20 years ago, Chile was dirt poor. And Chile had the option to go socialist or 
communist as you really want to say with uh, Venezuela. And they didn't. They invested in their infrastructure and they, they built, they technologically advanced their, their country. And now they are wealthy by comparison to Venezuela, which doesn't have it takes more money to buy things that aren't even on the shelves than you actually can ever right. create. Well, as we discussed, though, is that it actually – the Venezuela model worked exactly as intended. The people <laughs> at the top are wealthy. Yes. Beyond the dreams of avarice, the rest of the people are completely Not impoverished, so <laughs> destitute, and desperate, and the country has been reduced to a hollow shell uh, and is, is essentially going to be – it's unrecoverable at this point. Well, yeah. Well, there's a lot of problems with Venezuela, and obviously none of these socialist, democratic socialists would like to use them as a model any longer. Yeah. Oh, one more thing, which I just thought of on the news roundup, which you uh, didn't uh, include, and this is very recent, I think in the last day or two, um, the, the Colorado cake baker – I don't know if you saw this. <laughs> I did not see this, but uh, – The Colorado cake ba- baker, who was just vindicated by the Supreme Court, guess what? The Colorado, whatever it is, Ministry of Truth has – basically uh, cited him once again. He has, But they were nicer about it this time, oh, right? right? Well, they learned, okay, we're not going to express our anti-religious bigotry openly on the record, but they're, this guy has become... This is another one. Is this exhibit 5,300,904 in They Will Never Stop? No. They're not done with this guy. So the, the Supreme Court has just rebuffed them and said, um, this guy's religious liberty matters... You can't call him a bigot because he's doing something or refusing to serve someone because of his faith. And by the way, not refusing to serve them generally, but refusing to engage in one particular uh, artistic endeavor to celebrate a service for a gay wedding he doesn't believe in. You don't get to just railroad him. Well, guess what? They don't care. A transgendered guy who apparently is an activist lawyer who has made other requests. They're just targeting this guy. Asked him to design some sort of cake involving Satan and a few other things we can't mention on a family program. (laughs) Uh, He refused to bake a cake for this transgendered transition Mm-hmm. And uh, they, uh, the Colorado bureaucrats, mm-hmm. uh, overlords, have they're playing the same game again. So, so they think if they didn't call them, they weren't bigoted towards them in the ruling that they're right. They're safe it's to just just try try again. Down. And and I guess his lawyers have uh, taken the lead on this and are essentially suing. I think it's the Civil Rights Commission, <laughs> and and essentially <laughs> saying, um, did you not get it the first time? Well, that's why I thought the the ruling from the Supreme Court wasn't. Broad enough, in my opinion, they only cited because of they were so well, outrageous. No, but that, that's that's not necessarily true. I agree with you that there were people that had concerns about the ruling because they felt that it gave a roadmap on how to avoid it, which is don't be facially discriminatory. But there was other language in in Kennedy's opinion that made it clear that we take individual religious liberty seriously, and the government just doesn't get to trample on that anytime there's some pet social engineering project or someone is claiming discrimination. This is going to end up exactly the same way, but they're going to force this guy probably to take this all the way back up to the Supreme Court. Hopefully a Supreme Court that has Kavanaugh seated there and then may here's the here's the be careful what you wish for. You've done this again transparently mm-hmm. to attack this guy, to continue harassing him. You're going to have a majority now, not with Anthony Kennedy, but with Kavanaugh on it. And you may now very well get the sweeping defense of religious liberty that you thought you had avoided. So 
keep trying to, you know, keep poking the bear, so to speak. And now you're going to eventually get a precedent that you're not going to like that is going to be universally applicable. Mm-hmm. And then this isn't going to happen anymore. Does this what circuit court does this go through? Do you know? Um, I actually I should know this. Uh, can't be the ninth, can it? No, I don't think it's the ninth circus. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, it, is it the seventh? Maybe I, okay. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, obviously it went through before, and it had to been port proved and go on. Yeah. So they must have ruled against them. And then that's interesting. I'm not shocked, but it does seem like a good case of harassment. Yeah. That, that he should have some defense on because I know he lost a lot of money the first time. Right. We're, we're just going to so find another pretext to, and again, the process is the punishment. Yes. Force this guy to spend years of his life paying lawyers to avoid another crippling sanction. I mean, they find him the first time $160,000. Well, and, and the lawyer fees, I think the American Defense Fund stepped yeah. in to take over for right. him, but that's still a lot of money he had to spend up. So this is month. this is essentially trying to ruin this guy yeah. uh via the uh you know the bureaucracy. Maybe like LeBron he should take its talents to South Beach. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um so we're gonna move on. And in the you you should have seen this coming and I'm not con- I'm not condoning this act. I want to explain that. Gentleman Phoenix uh, stopped at a convenience store to get gas and to pick up his children, his, his daughter and some other friends. Um, there's a man outside the store. Wait, wait. Oh, hold on. Though, what do you mean he was? They were at the convenience store. They, he met them at the convenience store. I don't know where they were coming from, but he okay. was picking them up uh, late at night, eleven thirty at night. And a man in the parking lot asked him for money. He gave him a couple bucks. He goes into the store, gets the kids, gets some uh, some snacks or something. Comes out. And he finds out his daughter comes to him and he went to the security guard at the store and said, some guy tried to beat his way into the stall I was in using at the time in the women's bathroom. So the guy gets huffy and goes up to the security guard and says, you better take care of this or I will. Apparently didn't take care of it sufficiently for the gentleman. And he got into a fight with the man that he'd seen he'd given money to earlier. And he ended up beating him to death in the parking lot. So I'm not condoning you get into the violence where you, you beat somebody to death. That's, that's certainly no. not justifiable that, in any way, shape, or form. But the point was, this man was trying to get into the stall in a woman's bathroom. And obviously, he was not a woman. This larger thing, I, I'm surprised it took this long to happen. Now, I don't know if this guy was saying, hey, I feel like a woman today. Or if you're just trying to follow this woman into a bathroom because of other ulterior motives. It just brings up the bigger question. What happens is if this becomes a mass transgender tries to say, I want to go in this bathroom, how many men are going to say, I'm going to let my daughter deal with it, or I'm going to let a security guard that's paid $8 an hour deal with this if it's happening over and over? If, if they can target a man in Colorado for a cake, they certainly can target people who refuse to let them use the, the wrong bathrooms. I, I'm concerned because as a, as a parent, I might have those feelings like I'd like to beat this guy up. I don't think I would beat him to death. I don't think I could do that. But I do wonder, yeah. at what point do we get where this is well, just so far over the line? Every part of the of the progressive project is leading us to these um, conflagrations, right? The, yeah. These explosions. Because in, in essence, that's what it's designed to do. Yeah. It, it really is. I agree. I mean, it is designed to pit... 
Americans against Americans because we separate them into these balkanized identity <laughs> groups. And then we claim in, in this very inflammatory rhetoric that your group is being oppressed and subjugated by this other evil group. Mm-hmm. And when you also sort of deny biological reality and, and, and then mandate that by force of government, that yeah. you will acquiesce to the lie, uh, <laughs> these are the sorts of uh, encounters that, that are going to be increasingly common. Uh, that, that's, that's inevitable. I, I tell my daughter every time she goes in the bathroom by herself, well, obviously she goes without me, that if a man walks in, you need to come out and tell me right away because I don't want you in that room. I don't know who that man is and why he's in the women's bathroom to begin with. So thus far, it hasn't happened. But I give her that that talk every time she goes to the bathroom because I don't know. Right. Don't know and, and, then when, and then when you try to tell people, when you basically flip, when you define – Normal is abnormal, you know, when up is down and weak is strong. And you tell someone when you object to someone who is biologically male being in a locker room with your 12 year old daughter, Mm -hmm. you're the one that has a problem and you're the one that's a bigot and you're the one that needs some sort of reeducation camp. There, we have gotten to the point where there's a large subsection of America that has said, I'm not putting up with this Mm -mm. anymore. We're simply, and if the government is going to take essentially the position of these extremists, they're the ones that are the extremists, yeah. then we're going to take matters into our own hands. Now, again, it sounds like this was flat-out murder. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know all the details, but this man should be prosecuted. And I'm he, sorry. He is. He is. I'm He's sorry, but you don't get a free pass to no. beat someone to death because you're angry, and I'm sure I would have been furious because yes. they tried to get into a stall where your daughter was. It's a different scenario if he's actively attacking your daughter, right. and you have to pull him off. Right. Totally different. Life. This was but, after the fact. But this it is a time, calculated, yes. I'm mad at you, we're going to get into a physical altercation, and I killed you. Mm-hmm. That's potentially premeditated murder. I'm, well, he's being charged with second degree. Okay, second degree so that, there's no debate that this is a crime, and clearly the improper... Uh, response, but what we're talking about, what you've raised is these sorts of um, violent confrontations, I think, are going to be more and more likely. And the very people that are going to wave their hands and say, isn't this terrible? They're the ones that are creating and fomenting Mm -hmm. these kinds of scenarios. Well, I I think that's where I'm at. It's, I have a young daughter, you have a young daughter. Even if it's a young boy, I I don't think it's, it's, it's different. I think if I had a son and a woman walked into the bathroom, I, I don't know that it would have been this, it's the same thing. And maybe I'm stereotyping, but most perverts tend to be men. Not exclusively, but tend to be men. And I'm assuming if there's a man in the woman's bathroom, I'm not thinking transgender first. I'm thinking pervert first. And whether I should or shouldn't, that's what I'm thinking. And I'm not happy with that. And I'm very upset. And I don't want my daughter to be exposed to that because obviously she's She's growing and developing, and she doesn't understand what's going on. The kids kids don't get this. Right. So suddenly the adults have to be adults and go, whoa, dude, there's the men's bathroom. Help yourself. You're not coming in here. And I I mean, I've heard other people express the same feelings. I don't, I don't know what I would do in that situation, but I, I'm, again, I'm surprised it's taken this long for something like this to happen. Well, but look, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's happened already. This is just happens to be something that was so egregious that it made the national news. Right. Uh, these sorts of things, I'm sure, have gone on uh, without bubbling up 
yeah. you know, on the on the public. Well, you radar bring up screen. the locker rooms. Yeah, I, I don't want a teenage boy who says I feel like a girl today in the girls' no, locker that, room changing the for gym. They class. never talk about the locker rooms, they, which the bathroom issue is bad enough. But they never want to add on the fact that no, what you're demanding is not just the bathrooms, mm-hmm. but it's the locker rooms and the showers where, stalls and the showers where people are changing and people are naked and and again the this sort of alternate universe kind of like well you're the one that has a problem if you mm. don't think this is okay like no i'm sorry <laughs> i think it's not okay I- i'm sorry it's I'll not okay and no no amount of twisted language and orwellian double speak is going to convince me that oh i'm suddenly a bigot because i have a problem with this no you're not you you are in the right you're in the, the mainstream they are on the extreme you know i think it was what i read somewhere like 2% of the population Claims to be homosexual. Right. I think it's about right. Two to three. Two to three percent. So 97 to 98 percent of the population is not homosexual. Yet we're we're going out of our way to change our culture to be accepting of you. But but here's the thing. Well, hold on. You would never you would never do this for Christians in in society. Hollywood would never go out of their way. So here's my example. Every TV show you watch today that's been on for any length of time has a gay character. Almost, I, I say every, almost every show has a gay character. Again, 2 to 3% of the population. When they portray Christians, they really don't portray them as Christians. They're, they're laughable. They're, they're the butt well, they're, of the joke. They're, they're hateful, they're laughable, hateful, they're, ignorant. They're, yeah, they're, they're awful. But they go out of their way to portray for 2 to 3% of the population. <clears throat> There's a lot more people who identify as Christian who are portrayed poorly in every, t- every movie, Every TV show is portrayed poorly. But, but here's the thing. The homosexual thing is not the issue. Okay, the, the homosexual uh, the I reality... I would just use an example. No but, but yeah. but, no, but it's an important distinction because that's also one of the uh, sort of public relations games they play is that they graft on the T. I've yes. talked about this before yeah. to the LGB. And I've always said those two things have nothing to do with each other. Mm-hmm. Homosexuals are attracted, are attracted to people... Of the same sex. Yeah. Okay. That is a... Now, we can talk about, from a Christian perspective, whether we agree with that, we have before, but that that is a fundamentally different thing than someone who says, I am denying the biological reality of who I am, and I am genetically, biologically a woman, and I and I'm going to be a man because all of these issues, the bathrooms, they have nothing to do with homosexuality. That's true. Homosexual That's true. men use the men's bathroom. Yes. Okay. You're right. Lesbians use the women's bathroom. They're not demanding that we pretend it's a that, that they are something yeah. other. And the whole pronoun thing. So th- this is has political utility for them to combine these issues because. They want to lump it in with sort of the the gay rights movement, which there was a lot of public appeal to that because let's be honest, there were people who were homosexuals in this country who were mistreated. Mm-hmm. There, there is there is and actual have been. that's not fair. yes that's there not right. is actual hatred among a very small pocket of people for homosexuals mm-hmm. that is wrong that did exist certainly not to the extent that the media portrayed it as sure. in very similar fashion nowadays when they try to claim that we've made no progress since Selma. But all of these hot button issues now have really very little to do right. with gay marriage and the homosexual agenda. It's now the transgendered agenda, and it is a very different thing. Well, I think you're right that the LGBTQ question mark they just keep making it longer to make the group larger to 
combine all those groups and say, well, see, we're, we're a huge population. You need to cater to us. I, I, I don't have any knowledge on this, but I wonder how the LGB community feels about the T community latching onto their. I, I mean, I think many of them, um, certainly the activists, they like it because they view them. This is now the next, you know, civil rights battleground. But I, I dare say that there are probably a, and I would expect a fairly silent, uh, maybe plurality mm-hmm. of that community who thinks, um, we're not, our issues are not your issues. Yeah. Our fight is not your fight. I mean, if you want to just say, well, it's all civil rights because everything <laughs> is a civil right. Sure. But when you actually look at it, it's not at all the no. same thing. It doesn't implicate the same issues. And again, we have reached a point, I would argue, in today's society where people don't bat an eye no. at a homosexual couple. They just don't. And, and nor, nor I, should I think they. it depends on where you are in the country, but okay. yeah, I agree. Uh, maybe, you know, Maybe if you're going to pick out and stereotype some, you know, red state well, swamp. Well, not, not even saying that. I'm just saying I think there's probably certain communities across this country who would still balk at that. Now, probably not in the Northeast, but other parts of the country. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It is a fundamentally different issue, and all of this is being driven by this transgendered stuff. And again, what we're talking about is it's not just people saying. I want to be treated with respect because they absolutely should be. Mm-hmm. And it's not someone saying, which I believe this is absolutely true, I feel like even though I was born a man, that I'm a woman. Because, again, th- this is this is a mental disorder. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you're not allowed to say that anymore. Okay, they've removed it from the DSM. <laughs> but the reality is that anyone who says, again, we've talked about this continuum. What is the difference between someone who is biologically male, who believes that they are a woman, from someone who is biologically whatever sex, who says, I'm a tiger. Now, I mean, I'm not trying to make, I'm not trying to be comedic about this. There is a man, Dennis Avner, who's very famous, who tried to turn himself into a tiger. And again, what is the difference between someone who says, I feel like I'm really fat when in fact they are starving themselves to death, do we go to those people and say, you know what, we're going to support you in your belief that you are overweight and you should continue not eating food? No, we say you need help. It is not compassionate. Mm -hmm. It is not moral. It is not in any way medically responsible, Mm -hmm. in my view, to tell someone um, your delusion is what we're going to just accept. Now, and here's the thing. I know that the medical community, because there's a large segment now that is very woke in the medical community, sure. who says, oh, absolutely, it's far better to give them exactly what they want, let them transition, although the suicide, suicide statistics belie that. Mm-hmm. Meaning, the people that have undergone these operations, who have actually transitioned, the argument is always they will be better, they're going to be more They'll accepted. Be yeah. They're not going to be tormented. That is that is not proven to be true at all. All right. No. And, and we can talk all day about that. But the point is, it is a far different thing to say on the one hand, even though I'm a man, I would ask that you address me as a woman. I think out of personal respect as a Christian, 
you would do that. You're not going to be intentionally rude to someone. All right. Now, if they ask me, do you believe that I'm a woman? I would have to say, no, no, you're, you're not. <laughs> but if you're asking me as an individual that you would prefer that I call you that, I will honor that. However, it is a far different thing to have the government then come in and say, you will call them by that name or you will be criminally sanctioned yep. you will be fine or you expelled will... from college and by the way that we've job. talked about this that is ongoing there yeah. are there are statutes in new york there are statutes in california probably in portland right <laughs> that are already making their way through the legislative process that that is exactly what's going on and you are essentially telling people you will assent to a lie yeah that's true yeah I, I like where you're going with the if it was I want to be a tiger or I want to be a tall building or anything like that. You would obviously look at that person and say, you're wrong. The man you spoke of that wanted to become a tiger, he did all this plastic surgery. Where was the, the moral rectitude with these plastic surgeons saying, no, we're not going to do this because this is ridiculous? Money won out, of obviously. Yeah, but, well, I but, mean, you know, I'm sure a libertarian perspective would be, hey, he's not hurting anybody. If he wants to be a tiger, provide him hurting himself. Well, I think he, certainly he is, and I would think someone should say this man is mentally ill because he isn't a tiger, and perhaps someone should address that. Yes, as a medical professional, out, maybe I should Find out why, why he wants to mutilate himself into something that he's not. Again, we have the Google executive who thinks he's an ornate building yes. when he's not a wingless dragonkin. Yes. That person <laughs> has a mental health issue. Yes. Okay, it's pretending that that is okay, that it's good for that person is again, that's not compassion. We'll go back to what I said earlier about the Christianity being portrayed as wacky, crazy. If I, w- if I wasn't, went to Google and said, I want you to address me as a Christian, <laughs> I guarantee I'd get pushback from somebody. I can call you, well, no, a, you an you ornate say, building. I, I want you, you're going to address me as John the Baptist. Yeah. Because I, and okay. that's, what I, that's who I'm going to that's be. That's who I'm going to be. That's who I am. Yes. You would, you would think I was crazy, but the guy saying I want an ornate building or wingless right. dragon kid, that's okay. It's only, it's only a one-way ratchet. That's the way well, this works. And, that, and that's the part that I'm bothered by. It's that I'm not allowed to express my feelings or what I think. I have to not tread on your feelings. I mean, if you remember back when we had the, the cake guy and his lawyer was talking, nobody ever talks in these cases about the civil rights being offended by the person being sued. By the man right. making the case. We're only concerned about the person filing the suit against him and how they're being offended. At some point, you have to say, you know what? I just can't be offended by everything that goes on in life. I just have to accept that you, things aren't going to go my you, way every time I want to. You don't have a right to not be offended. Well, yes, exactly. That's the there, problem. There is a cost to living in a free society. Yeah. One of those costs is... Things are going to offend you. Yes. Things are going to be unfair. Over <laughs> People are going to say nasty things. That's the reality. And and trying to um, centrally plan and remove all aspects of offense, what does that require? That requires a form of mini totalitarianism where you basically have to, oh, what there's – and there's always a new – level yes, of offense is. you will never because there's always no. the next person who is even more hypersensitive than the other person and what does that require you're going to have to restrict the rights of yet another group of people mm-hmm. or individual because we found yet amazingly another person who's outraged by something yes 
Everybody gets a trophy. That's the mentality. And even if they're not outraged, we have a whole industry of people to convince them you should, should be. be. <laughs> you weren't, but you should be. And we're going to be outraged on your behalf. Because there's money involved, <laughs> and we can get it. This is the classic <laughs> Redskins thing. Okay? Yes. They, they did an actual study, right? All of the Beltway, uh, you know, inflamed with white guilt progressives they're very angry about this and yet they went and interviewed they actually did a study of most actual native americans not including elizabeth warren and (laughs) nine out nine out of ten said we're not we're not offended by this doesn't bother us do you think that stopped them no then the answer was you just don't understand how angry you should be well i think the milwaukee brewers the fans of the milwaukee brewers should be offended because they're calling you all alcoholics you brew alcohol. You're you're obviously uh, have a problem. You have a disease. We should we should not be glorifying outrage that. and victimology is a very profitable cottage industry. Mm. That's that is coin of the realm now. Yeah. Who is the biggest victim? And you just keep creating categories of victimization because you have to top the next mattress girl has to yield to whoever else. Right. Well, yeah. If I was the Cleveland Indians, I'd be a little concerned because once they get the Redskins turned around, they're going to come after you. You can't call them Indians. It, you know, Native re- Americans. Related to this is the um, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I think it's Sarah Jong. Oh, this, this is the woman. We didn't talk about that. We should talk about yeah, this, that. So this is the woman who um, is a raging anti-white bigot. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no other way to put it. She's proud of that. She should she, she be fired? No, I don't think she should be fired at all. Uh, the New York, so anyway, she, the New, she writes about I don't know technology or social media. Media. Yeah, she's but she's basically board. she's basically a left wing activist, mm-hmm. um, you know, woker than woke, and she is now on the New York Times editorial board. And people have unearthed all manner of tweets that she sent in her recent past, saying how essentially she hates white people, she hates white men. She she's a you know she could be teaching on any college faculty around the country as the head of some studies department, right? Yeah. Post-colonial studies, gender studies, I hate men studies, whatever, uh, patriarchal studies. So people have sort of pointed out to the New York Times, um, I don't know, it seems a little uh, hypocritical uh, for you to hire someone on your editorial board who is openly racist. And what I mean by that is she is she is plainly stated I judge a group of people, white people, solely by the color of their skin, and I have predetermined that they are lesser than me and hateful and all these other things. Now, they've tried to excuse her. This is an interesting and novel defense. It's a great one. Ezra Klein in Vox is the leader of this defense who basically says, well, you need to understand that the Twitter world is not really, and nothing is literal, and so she doesn't actually mean that she hates people. Eh, you know, she's just kind of jousting with people online. Now, the interesting part of this is, Chad, do they give the same benefit of the doubt and apply that definition to anyone who no. would be a conser- Let's say a conservative no. Twitter person said, no, 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 no. I hate all black men. Is, is Ezra Klein going to show up and say, hey, listen, it's no big deal. It's Twitter. No, that person is going to be driven to the to the ends of the earth. They're going to have to live the last of their days on some desolate island, fired from their job as an outcast, right? Right. So once again, this is a standard that only applies to progressive people who are on the right side of history, and their bigotry and their open racism is is justified because they're on Team Woke. Well, and, it, and I heard somebody was interviewed, and it, the name escapes me. Um, she said that 
Sarah Jean could not be racist. Yeah. And here, right. here's the rationale. Because racism requires intent and power. And since Sarah Jong is a Korean-American woman, she doesn't have any power, right. so therefore she can't be racist. Who's now on the editorial board of the most prominent newspaper in the country. But, but, but she's she is, not white. She's utterly powerless. Yes, she's powerless. And I said to myself, said, wait a minute, self. That's because I would call myself. I'm a white man who has no power over anybody. Does that mean I can go off and shoot my mouth off about any race no, I you want? you can't. But I don't have any power. I literally have no power over anybody but myself. You, by definition, are invested, because I'm white. invested with the absolute power of the corrupting white patriarchy, Chad. You need to understand that it doesn't matter whether you live in a shack in Appalachia, you are still part of the power structure by virtue of your pasty pigment, and she is not. And so that's why I said it is a universal get-out-of-jail-free pass. They can say, meaning anyone who is considered part of the non-white power structure, you can say anything that you want against any other group, be openly racist, and they will defend that because it's essentially impossible for you to be a racist by their definition. They're claiming that as a white man, I have power. I've never seen it. I don't know that I've exercised it. It's probably my white guilt or something. I, I don't understand. But I, And every time the left hears you say, well, if you put in black for some of her tweets or Hispanic for some of her tweets, she would be you know, horrible. She's a horrible human being, but it, because it's against white people, I, I can't wait to cancel white people. I can't, it makes me, it makes me laugh when white people cry and complain on, on the internet. It's, it's fun for me to yeah. have white people be sad. But your, your question, she absolutely look, my attitude about whether they should fire her is the New York times is a private company. Sure. They can choose to do put, what they want. They can put whatever troglodyte they want on their editorial board. If they are content to have a woman with that, uh, paper trail and that record of saying those kinds of things representing their organization more power to them. Uh, I don't. I'm not shocked that she probably isn't the only one on the editorial board that she, feels she this fits, way. Are you kidding? <laughs> in fact, she's probably one of the less progressive members of the editorial board in many ways. <laughs> that might be possible. So she's a perfect fit for them. Uh, we shouldn't play the game of calling for no. uh, any organization to fire someone because we disagree with her. I think the larger point, the only thing that needs to be pointed out is, again, the the breathtaking double standard that mm -hmm. once again is in play and why we should never listen to any moralizing, sermonizing, or lectures from these people about why racism is bad. You have no standing to talk about any of this because you just put this person on your editorial board. So, yeah. great. I, I have no problem with that. That's your decision as a corporation. Yes, and, and I wasn't... Uh... I wasn't buying anything from the New York Times to begin with, so I continue to not buy anything from the New York Times. Continue, this didn't change anything for continue me. Continue to demonstrate who you are, please. Yes. Continue to be who you are. You know, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, thing, thing. Let's move to the last topic, and, and this kind of dovetails with what we were talking about. And I want to point out, I, I've never read anything from this gentleman. I don't, I don't specifically know, never watched anything. Alex Jones. Infowars. I have. I can honestly say I have never once been on no, Infowars. I have never been on it either, to my knowledge. I mean, maybe I clicked on something and went there. I don't know, but I've never watched it. I don't know what he's saying. I've only read what people said. He's talked about the conspiracy theory with Sandy Hook and some other things. 
it's not that I agree with anything he said, but there's been this huge backlash where he's been basically obliterated from every social media platform, uh, with exception right now of Twitter, which seems odd because they're just as lefty as every other group that he's been banned from. But what does this what does this portend for the future? Because while we may disagree with Alex Jones, we may not th- we think he's a crazy man and bombastic whatever. What happens when the left again decides you don't get to be part of society? You don't get to be part of the internet any longer because we've we've determined and I, I don't know that I heard somebody say they don't think that was the they think he was banned individually by each of these companies and each of these, these organizations. I don't know that I agree with that. I think they all have talked to each other because they all know each other. Sure. And they decide we're all going to do it together. Then nobody's going to really blame us if, if there's a backlash. It's going to be collectively blamed. Somebody said, well, the, you know, corporations move slowly. I'm like, nah, two weeks before that, Mark Zuckerberg said he wasn't going to ban him. And then two weeks later, he banned him. Yeah. So yeah, fast is relative. I mean, what does this portend for the future? We know what this portends. But what, 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 do, what do you, if you are a conservative, you know you're on the opposite side of just about all these companies who run social right. media of any kind or the internet as, as we know it. What do you do? Now, I'm not saying put Alex Jones back in his place. I'm just saying if you, if you come up with a controversial statement, whether it's about LGBTQ or you go out and, you know, everybody needs to be a Christian. Who, who and, says it's controversial? Well, I don't think it's controversial, right. but the, the left would say it's controversial. Therefore, Apple, it's hate speech. If you say, I I don't think we should let the seven Muslim countries who've been yes. banned come in, that's hate speech, to, according to them. Right. Where do you, where do you, how do we keep other ideas we don't. out there? We don't keep other ideas out there. We were talking about, this is why we had that long conversation about, in general, I am very opposed to a government attempting to regulate a private business in particular in a way that says you have to uh, operate your business in such a way that allows certain things. These are all private companies, right? Sure. So and they but, have the right to do this. I but these people, that, meaning the people that are running these companies who are all progressives, um, to them, and they have made this manifestly clear – Alex Jones equals Rush Limbaugh equals Ted Cruz equals the person who is opposed to affirmative action equals your average Trump voter. They make no distinction Mm -hmm. by and large between any of those groups because, again, their mantra is if you're a conservative, you are essentially predetermined to be various forms of ist, sexist, racist. Mm-hmm. ethnocentric, all, all the ist, right? Whatever ist you can come up with. And so once they have, a, do you really think that they are going to limit this to Alex Jones? Oh, I do not, no. The Southern Poverty <laughs> Law Center, to just cite one of the so-called watchdog organizations yes. that are- That, that Facebook just, uses. They, they call anyone a member of a hate group who actually has the temerity to point out that radical Islam is the primary source of terror in the world. If you say that, including practicing Muslims- mm-hmm. You're a hate group. Mm-hmm. Well, how long do you think it's going to be before the uh, boffins over at Google and Facebook decide, well, guess what? I guess, they're, I guess they get banned as well. This is going to be an ever-expanding group of people ultimately culminating in pretty much anyone who is to the right of Nancy Pelosi is not allowed to express opinions. Now, there's two responses to this. One is... They're private organizations. They can limit their membership and access to their sites to whom they wish. And I fundamentally agree with that. 
but we've never been in a position where there are essentially three or four companies that control all communication, all industry. You know, the, the Internet is their feudal kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I think that is that creates concerns that have never existed before. And we talked about that. But I, my concern is it's not so much Google or Facebook or Twitter I can survive without those three. Or Apple. I mean, I, I don't have to have a smartphone. I you can get a can, dumb phone. You can because your business is not predicated Correct. on Correct. reaching people on those platforms. But but my point becomes, we have, if you look at, use Comcast as an example, the internet provider, it's a regional internet provider, and large inter- regional internet provider, but they still exist. They say your business, which doesn't rely on Google, Twitter, or Facebook to survive, but you need to have an internet presence, and they say you are Southern Poverty Law calls you a hate group. We're getting you off the internet. You you can't put up internet. There is no company that I'm aware of that has a backbone and says, you know what, we're going to support anybody who wants to give us money. We'll keep them on. Nobody nobody does that. They all can cave to this progressive pressure to get everybody off. Now Alex Jones is the first big domino to fall but how long till ben shapiro gets, right. gets shut down or rush limbaugh they say yeah you eib yeah we're, we're tired of you get get lost well and the other getting back to again the unending double standards um just pick pick out of a hat lewis farrakhan mm-hmm. now if you want to talk about Ellison. okay if we're gonna, if we're going <laughs> to play the game of you're a hater who has opinions that are unacceptable in the public square. Okay, fine. You, you want to put Alex Jones there because he's this wacky conspiracy theorist. Louis Farrakhan is a far more prominent individual than Alex Jones. I, I would think you do a sidewalk poll. Nine out of ten people never even heard of Alex Jones. Well, I'd say six months ago, I would, I would agree with you. Maybe okay, recently they In other would. words, just because he's been in the news now. Right. But in terms of his influence, no, no. he's a crackpot. Yeah. Okay? Agreed. Louis Farrakhan was just in the news Recently giving a speech somewhere, his usual speech, about the satanic Jews. Yeah. He, he adheres to a belief system that says white people were created by a scientist and are devils, right? Now, <laughs> He's right. again, if we're going to play this game, why in the world isn't Tim Cook and all the other titans of the tech world saying... We can never again allow Louis Farrakhan to appear in any form on our plot. That will never, ever happen. But you want to you play the game of who's more detestable oh, and yeah. more influential? Yeah. Uh, I would think Louis <laughs> Farrakhan. I would agree with you. I would agree. But my point becomes, what do you do if all these groups talk, and I, I use the words talk highly, here, here's what's here. gonna here's what's gonna happen. Okay. Yes. They're gonna continue to. They're gonna ban, do what they do. They're gonna continue to ban right. people. Yes. And it's gonna be increasingly the net is going to encroach on people like Ben Shapiro, like all sorts of people who are reasonable public intellectuals who differ from the hive mind. And eventually, what they're gonna do is they're gonna create such a backlash that it is going to go to the legislature. You think? Yes, it is. Because uh, you're more optimistic. Than uh, I, am. I have no doubt that that's going to happen. They always overplay their hand. And so because people are going to become so outraged by this 
as as usual, the left just doesn't know when to stop. And then there's going to be some. Now, again, it's going to depend on who controls the legislature, right? Yeah. If it's a democratically controlled legislature, it'll never happen. Well, but, they don't have to do legislature. They just need the courts. Well, again, yeah, p- potentially. I mean, that that's potentially. Either way, there will be a push to have some sort of governmental intervention, whether it's through the judicial branch, uh, in some sort of you know, monopoly busting kind of thing, or whether it's some sort of legislative enactment. We've talked about the tricky part about that, but it will, it will move people enough eventually when it's so clear that they are ostracizing and, you know, banning to the phantom zone, legitimate members of the community who are simply espousing views that these people don't like that they're they're going to trigger a backlash that will then neuter them that will that will prevent them from doing that. So I I disagree. I think they've they've shown their hand for the last thirty years, in that you give progressively small little pieces. So give me an example. Go back to the homosexuals here because it seems to be so pertinent to this. Thirty years ago, on TV, if you saw a man kiss another man, there would have been outrage. There would have been letters to the networks. Everybody would have freaked out. It happens routinely now because slowly they've given you a little bit, a little bit, a little I bit. Mean, are you saying that people are not going to care? I think they're going to they're going to take Alex Jones off and they're going to vilify Alex Jones and probably rightly so for all of his crackpotness. But they're going to get to Ben Shapiro. Then they're going to get to Rush Limbaugh. They're going to get to. No, but see, I don't agree with that because here's the thing. Nobody really knows who Alex Jones is. And number one, he's easy to vilify. Outside of our community, do, do people know who Ben Shapiro is? Um, is he really a well known? There's, you're right. There, most of the people in America don't know who any of these people are, and right. that's part of this issue. Is that the this sort of reality that exists in the media hub in the Beltway that all these people think is so important, no one else cares about. Right? That, that's why they're always so perplexed. How is it possible that Trump is still popular when we just published Omarosa's yeah. shocking revelation? Because nobody is listening to this, <laughs> right? You people are I so agree. marinating in this nonsense, but. The public will resonate when somebody like Rush Limbaugh is shut down, okay? Because you can't convince somebody that Rush Limbaugh is Alex Jones. You can convince the people that read the Daily Coast and the Nation magazine, but they already think Rush Limbaugh is the devil. Well, but the general public, eventually, they're going to get around to figures that everyone who is not already you know, deeply invested in the true belief that everyone who is a Republican or a conservative is hateful or a Christian, they're going to say, no, 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 no. You're not going to convince us that this guy is on the SPLC hate map. Sorry, we're not buying it. Well, and they got Rush. He got fired from ESPN by making yeah, they didn't get racist him. jokes. He's still making $50 million a year. He's the most popular radio I, I program I don't, in the I don't country. Dis- I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I just feel like there's a progressive, slow, methodical frog in the water boiling, doesn't realize everything's changing. It's going to go kaput. I feel like there's a – they won't come for Rush right away. Rush's popularity will decline at some point. His He'll drop off. Radio stations stop having him. Somebody else. They're, they're – they're always going to say, well, th- this is the next person we need to get. This is the next Alex Jones. Yeah. Because look at what they said. Look at what they- everything we take on a context, like Sarah yes. Zhang, and everything will be said, oh, this guy is the worst. Donald Trump is the worst every time you talk about him. But I think Donald worst. Trump is actually a perfect example of this. They have spent going on two years mm-hmm. in a constant state of DEFCON 1 uh, hysteria, right? To the point, you know, phantasmagorical insanity. 
every day the drumbeat of this is the worst thing in the history. No, this is the worst thing. No, this is the worstest ever that Orange Hitler has perpetrated today. <laughs> it's even worse than the two scoops of ice cream and the, the licking of dead puppies' tears, right? And it, is, it has ceased to be effective. Now, they I mean, have their... Boy who cried wolf. They have, no, they have their core constituents, the, the shock troops of the resistance, who are convinced yet again every day that Armageddon is upon us and that the earth is going to be cast into the void. We're hurtling into the sun because Donald Trump has sent out a tweet that is going to incinerate the earth. But his... And this is what they don't, they don't understand, is that they have reached the maximum ability to convince people that what they're saying actually means anything. Mm. Donald, this is the tipping point. I really believe that what they have done, because you can't take anything they say seriously, because it's all outrage all the time, that people have finally said, we've had enough of this. Now, it's not people that you see on TV every day, but it's the people that weren't polled, right, when Hillary was a shoe-in, mm -hmm. when she didn't need to campaign in Ohio and Wisconsin because it was in the bag because right. all the smart people knew Donald Trump can't possibly be elected. <laughs> right? He's a hateful ogre. Guess what? They were wrong. And I think there is now a simmering uh, sort of resentment of the media elites that is not going to go away anytime soon because here's the thing. They keep doubling down mm -hmm. instead of, as we talked about, going to some of the disaffected people who voted for Obama mm -hmm. and then voted for Trump. That's one category and saying, you know what? We marginalized you and insulted you. We shouldn't have done that. There's legitimate reasons that you should come on board. No, instead they just said, you're more of the deplorables. We hate you too. Mm -hmm. Right? Trump, I think is demonstrating that this incremental, we demonize everyone and eventually we convince you that this guy is also part of the, you know, Ebola tainted crowd who must go. I don't think it works anymore. Uh, it'll, it'll work on certain people. And you're, I agree with your point that they will never stop. Mm -hmm. And I do think that the, the bigger risk, it's not even a risk, it's a reality. You know, they have so co-opted the educational system. They okay, have. The higher educational system is, I don't even know whether we can, we can fix it. I really don't. I think we're to the point where what may need to happen, and I've read some articles about this, you almost have to d design sort of an alternative system. Well, right. that's, we that's what I think we need to do. For, system. That's what I think we need to do for media and for um, internet. And in, well, in large part, the internet has served that purpose. I mean, that's one it, of the. It reasons. has to a point, but if if this keeps progressing, and again, I, I'm not, I'm not condoning Alex Jones, but he's he's the biggest name so far that's really been try, they tried to obliterate from the internet. I mean, I'll happily say again, you shouldn't listen to Alex Jones because no. he's he's a wacko, yeah. and, and and I haven't, but I. I don't want them to come I've, for... I don't listen to a show. I have read certain things that Alex Jones has said. Okay. Yes. And you know what? Maybe Alex Jones, interspersed with his paranoid conspiracies, says sensible things. I don't know. I but a guy that says, you know, Sandy Hook didn't really happen and it was a false flag. Okay, that's a guy that's not worth listening to. He's a crackpot. Yeah. I'm sorry. So I have no problem with someone saying, don't listen to Alex Jones. Okay. The, the problem is someone forcibly removing Alex Jones... Uh, for all, and again, I would have a problem with someone removing a. Um, you know, what's the uh, what's the white supremacist site? There's some someone oh, that's always referenced. Der Stormer, Der Stormer, right? Like that. I don't. I don't want Der Stormer uh, <laughs> vanished into the ether as no, well. But they. I have want. Been. I want people to, to know that the what they are espousing is vile. 
Yeah. Uh, again, th- this is sort of one of the fundamental. Well, I, I think I, I understand what the thought process is behind Sturmer. You don't want people indoctrinated who are marginal right now who could tip towards violence. I, I understand that thought process. I don't agree with the activities of trying to limit that. The alt right, for lack of a better term, because I don't like that term, that had the memorial for Charlottesville. Yes, they're a bunch of hate, hateful people. I'm not. I'm not condoning those people either, but you, I think to say we're open, which is a progressive mantra, we're open to new ideas. We're, we're open to all the things that are out there and then shut down everything we disagree with. We're open to our own thoughts only. Yeah. And the fear for me is that everything is controlled by those thought police. The Internet is controlled. I don't mean every corner of the Internet, but the people who let you get on the Internet are controlled by those people. Yeah, and the people that allow you to monetize the internet. Correct. And, and Fox News, I hate to say this, is the only bastion, and I don't think that's a great bastion, for anything that's not progressive on, even, even on media. Even in the mainstream media? In the mainstream media. Uh, well, that's, I think that's probably true. And that's, that's sad. So we don't, as a conservative, I don't have anybody standing up for allowing me to continue to be conservative. Uh, from a, a media standpoint or a social media standpoint, it's all controlled by somebody else. Now, I don't know. We've talked about this with girls not going into science. Maybe they just don't like science. Maybe conservatives just don't want to be in that world, and that's part of the problem. We're not Well, but it's mixing. a chicken and the egg problem. When you say conservatives don't want to be in that world, it's because what that world has become. In other words, Correct. In other words it's become self-selecting. Conservatives avoid – there's two things going on. Conservatives are shunned. Uh, they are not accepted, mm-hmm. and so wh- it becomes sort of this um, like feedback loop where they're not going to seek out employment where they are actively dis- let's put it let's be blunt discriminated against yes, yes. silenced yes. demonized we're not going to go there so when why you haven't say- any conservatives tried to make company not, not saying try to be Google but try to make companies that do those things why is it, is because all the money seems to be in Silicon Valley and you have to be they won't give you money to to start your company because they don't believe in your process because you disagree politically. Like Peter, I, I was wrong on the last episode. Peter Thiel was the gentleman with, yeah. with uh, PayPal, not Milo Yiannopoulos. So Peter Thiel's a libertarian conservative bent. Um, so he he he's kind of demonized a little bit because of that bent. But he was involved in that that arena. I don't think he was as vocal at that time. That's where I'm concerned because we don't have anybody stand up saying I'm I'm creating a company that welcomes conservatives, that welcomes people. Even if you disagree with me, I welcome you in the company to the point where we can have a buffer against everything else well, out there. That's that's certainly true in the tech world, right? Silicon Valley. Sure. But remember, you know, in the media got, world, well, in the media world, right? I mean, and education. Education. Um, <laughs> Some big stuff. You, you here. do have people like the Koch brothers who are, who are not conservatives, right. um, which is interesting because they're the, they're the boogeymen that are always portrayed as these extremist conservatives, and actually they're they're libertarians, and on many social issues are they're, they're are they're not progressive. Eh. They're, they're I, more progressive than I like. Well, on, they're they're on they're liberal, issues. which is fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, the current kind of demographics of uh, big business certainly again in the main kind of internet providers, that world, these people all come from the same worldview. And again, why should we be surprised when the universities have been overrun for the last four decades? Sure. These people are, these are the incubators for these people. 
So what you're suggesting is we need to fix education before we can fix any other industry. I don't even talk about it in terms of fixing education because, of course, the left likes to distort this and say, those mouth-breathing Republicans hate school. They, you know, they hate book learning. You know, they, I, always, I always hate that phrase, mouth-breathing, because we all breathe through our mouth and our nose. No, but more. They breathe more through their mouth. <laughs> Protruding cranial ridges. They like to go watch NASCAR and tractor pulls while we read Aristotle. I like so, tractor pulls. I don't yeah, like NASCAR. So the point is not that... I don't want universities to become uh, conservative. I want universities to fulfill their mission, which is to be open, a place of learning, free discourse, open discussion of all manner of competing views, because that's what a liberal arts education is supposed to be, so that you are allowed to grapple with dissenting opinions, so that you can decide whether... Your views are correct, whether they should be modified. That's an interesting perspective. I simply want the universities to go back to their original mission of educating. And when was that original? I know it was the original mission, but in the 20th century, most of the 20th century was liberal at best. Well, I mean, essentially from, from the 60s on is when this, this yeah, but started. The, you had the Frankfurt School in the 20s. Well, yeah, but right. Okay, you did. <laughs> but that was not, let's put it this way. You, if you went to a college... Any any top Ivy League college in 1950, mm-hmm. um, you're going to see a stark. Let's put it this way: people are Compared not going to be yes. stoned for wearing the wrong Halloween Correct. costume. Well, they work with the military. They're not going complex. to be. They're not going to have little uh, mobs demanding that all of the pictures of the founders be taken down because they were slavers. Right. Right. The, the environment has grown increasingly extremist and increasingly left wing over a period of decades, and. I mean, you look at the studies that talk about in the humanities departments out of 150 faculty, there's one person who identifies as a conservative and they're in the process of being put in a wicker man and burned to death. Right. Even the hard sciences, which have at least formed this sort of bulwark against that because, you know, it's actual objectives like calculations. They're, They're making inroads in that. You know, now we have intersectional physics or whatever. Okay, so yeah, this is kind of a bizarre. this is a cancer that continues to metastasize, and I'm not sure what the solution is. Um, I'm just I'm bringing awareness to the the problem, and I think we all have to be thinking about the future. Alex Jones was the first. I don't want to be the German Nazi state where they came from my neighbor and I didn't say anything, and so on and so forth. I think that we have to stay. You know what? This is our opinion. We're all entitled to our opinion, and you can't shut us all down because. We don't agree with you. And the fallacy here is that, oh, well, by preventing Alex Jones from not giving him a platform, no one's going to ever hear those kind of views. No, please. The people that want to hear Alex Jones are going to find Alex Jones. And the people that want to hear vitriol and hate speech from the KKK, you think because you don't give them a website that that's going to be prevented? Again, it is far better to allow free discourse of even the most vile ideologies and allow all of the voices condemning them. That's that's how we sift what is hateful from what is right. Okay, that doesn't. And here's the other thing. Are there going to be people that are bamboozled who are going to be indoctrinated? Yes, that is, again, a risk in a free society. Mm -hmm. But the answer is not to have a certain group of elected elites deciding here are the viewpoints that the lemmings are allowed to hear because inevitably, sooner or later, it's your <laughs> viewpoint that's not going to be acceptable. Exactly, exactly. Just a little aside here. There's a famous statue of FDR from – it's basically a 
created from his Yalta picture with Stalin and uh, Churchill. And it's, I believe it's in D.C. And somebody put out a a comment this week that said, this man put 100,000 Japanese people in a camp. Why haven't they taken this statue down? Don't worry. They'll get around to it. But it just made you think. Every, I'm not. I'm not saying you shouldn't take down the, the Lee statue of the Stonewall Jackson. Whatever you, you do, what you want. But this guy is revered in lefty politics as the greatest president ever to exist because he served most of four or three terms. I don't know why he's still got a statue. Yes, you do. Yes, well, you. I know do. why because it's it's okay for him. We've talked about the get out of jail free card. Why is Ted Kennedy still a hero? Okay. <laughs> If you have the right politics, if you are standing on the right side of history as it bends towards FDR had no concept of economics. He he, he made the Great Depression longer because of his inability to understand basic economic principles. And he listened to wackos who told him to do these things. He was not a great president. He was a philanderer at best on Eleanor. And and he was not a good president. He was just as racist as Woodrow Wilson. Yes. And yet he's revered as this great well, guy. Well, again, because, Chad, the same people that think the owners of Chick-fil-A are worse than Palpatine <laughs> do so while wearing their Che T-shirts. I just ate a Chick-fil-A. A man, a man that personally murdered yeah. hundreds, if not thousands of people. So, of course, you know why. I do. I just, it just it boggles my mind that... that this hypocritical, we talked about it earlier, hypocritical nature of these people is it's okay if our guy did it, but it's not okay if your guy did something far, far less worse than this, than this guy because he's our guy. They're, they're not <laughs> interested in fairness. No, they're they not aren't. interested in neutrality. They're interested in power. And anyone who is in their way of their, you know, their central planning, th- those people have to be... Well, minimized, and diminished, and vanished. And, that, and that's are. the way it is. And, of course, in America, fortunately, that doesn't mean mass graves and gulags. But it, it does mean you're not going to get to play on the Internet. Yeah. And you're going to be uh, fired from your job. And you're going to be hectored and potentially assaulted when you're eating dinner with your family. That's what it's coming to mean in America. And that's not a good trend. No, it's not a good trend. And I, I go back to B.O. I, I, he didn't start it, but he certainly fanned the flames of it. Uh, and I think that's we, – we're reaping the whirlwind of some of those fans that have been flamed. And he continues to mouth off about how he would do things differently, and I'm, I'm special and I'm important. We'll see. That's all I got, Tony. I have one quick – and we've gone too long. So this is going to be – I'm looking at the clock. It's going to be a okay. three-minute story. It's a, okay. it's a vacation anecdote. Oh, okay. So we went to Busch Gardens as part of a vacation in Williamsburg. Our kids love Busch Gardens. It's a great park. Uh, we usually go there for two days, and then we go to the beach. One of the issues this year, my daughter, who is nine, was very, very excited because she had grown, and she was now going to be able to go on the best roller coaster in the park, which is called the Griffin, mm-hmm. and it is the best roller coaster. It is an awesome <laughs> roller coaster. I like the Big Bad uh, Wolf. Myself, you should look but... up the Griffin online. It's, it's actually really cool. They take you up about 250 feet, and then they literally suspend the car on the main hill that's basically a straight-down drop, and you hang there for five seconds, and then they, they let you go. I don't so, see the good part yet. Yeah, it's, it's very good. <laughs> and so my daughter was incredibly excited about this as we approached and she's a big she's bigger and of course because her brothers had gotten to go on and that's an incredible 
you know, indignity <laughs> that they have been allowed. Right. So the first day we go to the park, and when you first go in, they have a little station where they can measure the kiddos, and then you can get your band that yep. tells you what you're allowed to ride. She was wearing heels, of course, right? No, she's had her sneakers. <laughs> and so she gets up there, and she's standing, and oh, no, it's... <sighs> It's very close. Oh. It's like a millimeter issue. The green band is the one you want. The yes. yellow means no griffin. Well, <laughs> no griffin she you. got the yellow. <gasps> there was much, mm. much consternation, oh, no. much wailing about the, uh, the cruelty of the universe. <laughs> so, and we, you know, we even were contemplating, okay, maybe we can get some napkins, put them in the sneakers, right? <laughs> Um, or the other, the other thing was we told her to cut off the band and then we'll just go to each ride individually. And who knows? Cause she's so close right. that maybe someone that Might measures her, her at the ride lets her on. Well, that didn't happen the first day. And there was, there was grave bitterness, sadness, despair. Um, so you went to Walmart, bought some no. sketcher sneakers that are raised. So this is the story <laughs> the second day. And of course we, Tara and I decided that it probably wouldn't be the best parental, decision to say we're going to help you pretend that you're taller right and so we, what lesson am i teaching we, we my children try, we tried to explain to anna even though i would have done exactly the same thing that look unfortunately honey you know you got measured but we're going to tr- we'll go in the second day because it's it's you're right on the borderline right you may have grown overnight well not even that it's like i can't even tell whether where you should be Just and maybe the person different guard yeah and what do you know it worked we get there and it was a kindly, inattentive park employee. Kindly, and, inattentive. That's and, what you wanted to and, and she, park. And, and she, gave, she gave her the green band. And it was joy, right? It was oh. a frabjous day. And so we got to go on the, okay. the, the Griffin two times. Ooh. Right? Now, here's the thing. Now, my attitude was, we're now safe. Okay. The park has given us its Measure imprimatur. Again. The green oh. band is now on. Okay, that is the official sanction of Bush Gardens right. that I am a green band member. But yet the day before you wanted to cut it off and hope nobody Well, no, watch. because we cut it off because it wasn't <laughs> what we wanted. But now she had achieved, right, Max, she can go on anything. They measured it, didn't they? So here's what happens. <laughs> we come to the Griffin. We're getting ready to leave. The second day, we're like, hey, you know what? We're going to end it with a bang. The whole family's going to go on the Griffin for a last time. Woohoo! Go down there. And who do we encounter? We encounter Uriah Heep. Oh. Okay, so this overly unctuous uh, em- attention. employee <laughs> standing there. Now, here's the thing that bugged me. There's all manner of toddlers, not toddlers, eight, nine-year-olds, all about the same height. They're just running on, and he's, he immediately looks at Anna as we're walking in, says, um, I need to measure her. Oh, so immediately Anna's getting the, what? You know, and, I, and I'm like... She's wearing a green band, dude. She's been on the ride twice. I, I am, I am Dudley Do Right, and <laughs> it is my this. personal mission to measure your daughter. <laughs> and so, of course, he pulls her out of line. And what do you know? She's again, <sighs> and he says, "You can't go on." <sighs> so at this point, I'm kind of agitated because I said, you know, so I say to the gentleman, and again, he, he has this sort, like he's kind of perspiring. Was he a young kid or is it older? He looked person? like he was probably 20. Oh. Okay. 19, this is his, this 20. This is his life and this I'm This is stuck his here. mission. <laughs> He's one of these and you could tell that he enjoyed the fact that he has this power and I'm sorry but I am protecting your family from imminent death. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, let me understand this. Your park already measured my daughter and I'm pretty sure that the measurement is the same at the entrance as it is here. <laughs> And we received the coveted green band. 
Why are you number one selectively identifying my daughter that she needs to be remeasured? By the way, did you see that guy that just walked on? Uh, I mean, we should be able to. And she's gone on the ride with with no no yeah, mishap no whatsoever. Perfectly yeah. safe. She hasn't fallen out yet. Didn't have a pigeon strike to the face. Nothing. <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry, sir, but you know she can't go on. So I said. So of course, and Tara's kind of like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah. So I said, I, I'm going to need to talk to your superior just because I was ticked off. <laughs> just because I can. Right. And so, you know, then it's a 10-minute wait because they have to call up to headquarters, you know, for whoever it is. And so then, eventually, this poor lady comes down. It looks like she's about 17. and <laughs> Younger than I, him. Apparently, she's expecting me to be, like, some raging madman. And I, I just said, you know, like, oh, ma'am, I, I just want to tell you that I don't really quite understand why my daughter has a green band and can't get on the ride. Well, and then, of course, she gives me the, the park spiel, and I'm sorry, sir, that you are... Uh, you know, uh, you are upset. Uh, she even says to me, this is what her, her offer was, but we can give her a yellow band so she'll know what she can get on. Oh, I'm like, geez. you know what? That's <laughs> that not help. really a helpful solution to me. <laughs> so I, I even said, I said, you know, she's already gone on twice. Okay. Someone at the park decided she's tall enough. You can see it's like a micrometer. Yeah. Can we go on one more? We're leaving, right? Oh, no, sir. That would be. That would be incredibly unsafe. Your daughter could be flung into the abyss. You know, we oh would face my. all sorts of liability. I said, you've already let her on twice. <laughs> you've already faced the liability. I'm yes. a lawyer. I and, know. And I felt like saying, give me, give me a scroll-like waiver that I will yeah. sign. And so she didn't get to go on. And eventually we had to tell her, you know, look, the big scheme of the things was you should be thankful that he you got, got on twice. Yeah. And we escaped the Gestapo long enough for you to ride the Griffin two times. You should have hung around long enough for that guy to go on break and somebody else to take over. But I really think that there should be my view of the of the, the game here is if you receive the green band, it is no longer to be questioned. I would agree that somebody That's it. Somebody higher up already decided that's it's it. settled. It's settled. A federal law, you cannot reverse the green band. I, that's it. I think it also. All of your employees, by the way, why do they have the ability to question the park's determination? Who is that guy? Yeah, if you were at your prom last year, you shouldn't be running this ride. It's a dangerous ride, yes. and you shouldn't be. So I may it. write a letter of protest to the um, the heirs of uh, Anheuser Busch. You should. I'm demand, sure. I don't know what I'll produce beer. I, I want a Clydesdale for my daughter. That's yes. that's what I want yes. because she's upset about this. I don't think most people realize that. I I knew this, but Busch Gardens is Anheuser Busch. The beer people. Well, who do you think is Kyle Bush? No, I didn't think that. No, I, I think know. There's people out there who probably go Bush Gardens. I didn't know that was associated with a beer company. It's associated really? with topiary. <laughs> topiary, yes, topiary and Clydesdales. Yeah, so that it's was a horse our farm. that was our first world injustice of the week. Yes. Now you were almost good, except you said the Griffin was the best ride there. It is. I think the Big Bad Wolf and the uh, Loch Ness Monster are better. Uh, you are insane. Uh, first of all, the Loch Ness Monster is like 37 years old. So? When I sit in it... I'm older than that. When I sit in it, the metal literally cuts off the circulation. I can't even go on it anymore. See? Yeah. It cuts off the circulation, so you know you're safe. You're stuck in that car. You're not going to fall out. The Loch Ness out. Monster is like being launched by a trebuchet compared to riding... Yes, it is. ...the Griffin. And you're going down towards the water. It's like no. you're going to splash into the water. No. it's the, the Griffin is the best coaster by far, and then there's the Roman Rapids where you get completely soaked. That's fun. Well, that's fun. The family decided those are the, two, those are the two best rides. Did you get to ride the Clydesdale? 
We tried to, but they, 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 they tasered no. us. Yeah. <laughs> he said, no. I just want to sit on the bench and drive the they, Clydesdale. They, they frown on you running into the Clydesdale paddock and trying to leap onto their back. Well, that seems wrong. It, yeah. it, it's kind, of, your, they're, they're it's very, kind of what you're known for. It's a very for. unreasonable. We're, we are now left with a very bitter taste in our mouth. And what beach did you go to? Uh, Outer Banks. Corolla. Oh, that's right. Corolla. Corolla. Yes. So you, you spent two days in Virginia and then drove south yes. for the rest of your yes. tour. Excellent. So I Excellent. will report back when I have extorted a settlement out of uh, Bush Gardens. Yeah, good luck with that. I yes. hope that works out for you. I don't think it will, but I hope <laughs> it does for your sake. That's all we got tonight. That folks. was way too much. <laughs> I'm Chad. I'm Tony. Good night. This has been a Hannah Tree production.